News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Committee. Now, plans to reallocate road space across Dublin city centre from private cars to buses, cyclists, and pedestrians have received overwhelming support from the public. Uh, Brian Caulfield, Professor in Transportation at the School of Engineering at Trinity College, uh, joins us. Um, Brian, um, how, how will this look if we do reallocate road space? What, what is the plan? So what the plan is, is to reallocate about 10 different locations across the city um, away from, as you said, uh, private vehicle traffic towards um, public transport, walking and cycling. The the main areas, I suppose, that will cause issue are the North and South Keys, um, the College Green Plaza in front of Trinity and Parliament Street. So those are the kind of four big ticket items uh, in this plan where the space will be reallocated. OK, are we doing something dramatic and revolutionary uh, in Dublin or um, has this been tried elsewhere? It's been done elsewhere. Uh, we've done it in Dublin itself as well. Look at Grafton Street. Um, the reasons why we have to do it is because Dublin is the second most congested city in the world. In 2022, congestion cost about 300 million euro to the city, our air quality levels. But also one of the key things is bus connects. Um, we need to reallocate this space so we can facilitate that happening in the city. OK, uh, Brian, stay with us. I want to bring in uh, Richard Guiney, CEO of Dublin Town. Uh, Richard, do you have concerns about this plan? Well, first of all, it is going to happen. Um, and secondly, I, I think that it's really important that we engage the public in this. Like we've done some research and we're looking at like one in five people knowing about uh, large elements of the plan. So I still think there's a lot more consultation to be done with the public and indeed the business community. So the kind of concerns that are raised by the business community are things that, you know, we've experienced in Capel Street, issues around deliveries, um, waste collections, services such as plumbing, etc. Now, all of these are very solvable, um, but they will take some more work. So I think the plan is a good plan. We're about 75 to 80% of the way there, but that extra 20, 25%, I think is going to be really essential. And, you know, this is part of, uh, you know, addressing climate change, carbon uh, emissions, etc. And I think it's really important that the public see this working. So I do think putting that effort into to getting it right is going to be really important. And the other thing that came out of our, our research is that we could see just some displacement out to the suburbs, um, which would have people still in cars going longer distance, still having congestion, uh, still having emissions. So I do think we need a, a, a wider uh, regional strategy in terms of uh, reducing the number of vehicles on our roads. That We, we do accept that that is, is required. And I think we need to look at things like deliveries, home from premises, etc. Um, the larger guys will be able to look after that themselves. Uh, through they they all have online services, but I think we do need to assist uh, smaller retailers in in using those kind of services so that pe- we can encourage people to use sustainable transport to access the city and still be able to get their their goods home and or go, or go out and enjoy the city after they've done their their bit of shopping. Uh, Brian Caulfield, how about that? Um, I suppose two two points made by Richard: uh, the need to get it right and ensure that uh, you can work with businesses to ensure they're not overly. Um, put out or discommoded by this? And the second is that issue of potential displacement in, in the suburbs. Yeah, well, both of those suburbs. issues, yeah, yeah, both of those issues are kind of highlighted in the document and kind of what they say, they kind of kick it to touch a little bit and they say that they're going to monitor this displaced traffic to see if there's increases in congestion and air quality and noise 
in the suburbs. So yeah, that's something that that does need to happen. In terms of the businesses, um, there there are ways around it. Other cities have been able to manage to do this. Um, so like say for example in London when they pedestrianised large parts of the the city there, your business went up by twenty five percent. So there are concerns, but there are ways around it. Um, but the more difficult pieces that Richard mentions there, he's right, have been kicked to touch, and we need much better consultation on how we deliver those. Okay, uh, just before I, I I bring Richard back in, Brian, just just paint a picture of what Dublin's going to look like in ten years' time with these public plazas and so on. I mean, will it be impossible to drive into the city centre? Um, I, well, hopefully in 10 years' time, Dublin will look like a construction site because we'll be building so much public transport. But when this does happen, um, it will become more difficult. I think this will be kind of, you know, the precursor to a congestion charge ever happening. It'll just become so difficult to get into the city um, because of the priority for public transport um, that people won't you, come you in. You know people listening will say, well, our public transport isn't good enough. I need to take my car. Exactly. And that needs to be delivered as part of this. And that's part of the plan as well, that it will facilitate bus connects. Um, But I suppose the bigger part of the plan that I'd like to see happening, and one of the things that that I know that Trinity put in in our submission, was that we'd like to see more green space as part of the plan so that we get rid of the hard architecture in the city centre and make it greener, because we need our streets to be greener because we need to cool them down as as our climate changes. Okay, Richard, um, do you have a... uh potential concerns about the kind of um, how Dublin might look in 10 years' time? I think we have a real potential to create a city where people want to be, and I think that's the the important uh, aspect of this. 80% of our customers come in on sustainable transport. That proportion will increase. I think we do do need to green uh, the city, not only because of cooling, but also we're going to have heavier rainfall with climate change. So we need soakage in the city so we don't overwhelm our um, drainage systems. So I think there's a real problem potential here and that's where the engagement I think as well will really help so that we basically bring all of our minds together to create a city where people feel safe, secure and want to be because ultimately that's the that's the city we all need. Uh, Brian, just final question. When you say greening the city, what do you mean? Are you talking about trees? Are you talking about grass? Or uh, how, how all, of, all, of, all of the above um, for, for the reasons that Richard just mentioned as well about drainage. Um, so that, that would be put into, say for the, how, example... How does the grass work in an urban setting? I mean, people walking across it, it's going to turn into mud in no time, is it not? Well, well, not in, the, in obviously in the heavy footfall parts of the city, but more trees, more planters, that type of thing in the city that you would see in, in, in many other European cities uh, and, and, and right across the world. That type of thing. Little we pocket need more parks of. and so on. Exactly, yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Interesting, uh, interesting conversation. Uh, thanks to both Brian Caulfield, Professor in Transportation at the School of Engineering at Trinity College Dublin, and Richard Guiney, CEO of Dublin Town. Let us know what you think. Is it a vision of Dublin you welcome, would embrace, or do you have concerns? 087 106. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.